0: Showing the ways you've been to Hollywood to Hollywood on way. Good afternoon and welcome to another fantastic episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya.
1: And I'm Georgia.
0: And um, obviously, y'all can't see us as a podcast, um, but that may change. Hmm. hmm. Um, but now I'm up here being goofy because i told you george and i we are we are really trying to get up to the 21st century with our tech and everything so i was playing with the music and i was like man wouldn't it be georgia wouldn't it be great if um who owns this geffen records owns uh this song hollywood from rufus and that would be fantastic um if we can you know have a little partnership with them and that's all i'll say about that right (laughs) george
1: Yes indeed.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you all are doing well. We are super amped to be with you as always. And I know you all are gonna really appreciate today's offering because it is probably one of the most popular Georgia, is this this is not a musical, this movie, is it? It wouldn't be considered a no, musical. I, no, it's
1: not really considered a musical. Okay, so mm-hmm. what
0: is today's uh, offering today,
1: Dirty Dancing. 19...
0: Wow! Wow! Woo! I don't. What is we? You and I. You and I have a tawdry theme for the last few episodes. <laughs> and shout out to us. This is our 80th episode. Yay! Yay! Woo! Woo! Yes, Woo! yes! 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 <laughs> yes! Thank you all for hanging in, in there with us with our madness all our Spotify friends, Apple, iHeart, all our Facebook um, followers and all the groups that we're associated with, um, some great groups, some other YouTube channels. Thank you all for your support. And, you know, please follow us on Facebook and YouTube at the same name, at How Betty Davis Saved My Life. And um, feel free to suggest movies. You know, we we welcome um, your suggestions. We will actually look forward to that. Um, so yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Duddy, duddy dancing, Georgia. What's going That's on with right. duddy dance? Not dirty, duddy. Yeah, duddy, Depend D- on, D- yeah, duddy. Depend D- like D- where D- you're D- from, the island. You're D- dirty. You're dirty, got D- dancing. D-
1: What's wrong D- with you? D- D- <laughs> okay. Well, you know, more of all the episodes that we've done, I feel a great responsibility to do this right and to give it justice Mm -hmm. the bar is set really high for me and the reason for this is because this movie is such a beloved classic in my family in fact my grandmother watched this movie's final dance number likely hundreds of times every grandchild yes every grandchild watched it right along with her we know every word of dialogue we know we know all the dances so when i hear I've had the time of my life when I hear that uh-huh. music. I know it's from my grandmother and I feel her with <laughs> oh. me. So, this podcast is dedicated to my grandmother, oh. Amy Smith. Yay! Oh, Yay. Granny, so, like,
0: granny liked the grinding, is what you're telling me. The bumping she and did. grinding.
1: <laughs> yes, she did. It, Go on, Granny. Right. It's nothing but dry diddling. But anyway, <laughs> loud. She oh, loved this movie. My God. My grandma was so hip. Oh, yeah. my God. She, but, you know, this movie, that, you know, for her was just joyous and exhilarating and fun for her. And it just, it just gave her so much pleasure. I cannot tell you. So, I, I have a feeling to this day when I watch the final dance scene, I get goosebumps yeah. every time I get it. I, no other movie does that to me. Mm. So I'm going to launch us into Dirty Dancing with this little um, preamble to let y'all know how how special this movie is to not just me, but there's a lot of people out there who hold this movie with the same amount of affection, just like my family does.
0: Well, no pressure on me to like the dang old movie. I'm glad you told me this after I looked at it, because had, I lo- had you told me this before, well, hell, I got to like it now, because Granny... Granny's involved, but I digress. Go on, Georgia.
1: <laughs> okay. Alright, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get started on uh, the basics. Okay. Um, this movie was directed by Emile Ardolino and it was written by Eleanor Bergstein, and she based mm-hmm. this on her own experience growing up mm-hmm. in the-, the Catskill Resorts and dancing there. Mm-hmm. And she also eventually became an Arthur Murray dancer. Yeah. We have we have, in the starring or lead roles, we've got uh, Jennifer Grey, who had previously done Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Great movie. We have our own hometown <laughs> native son, Patrick Swayze. Oh, my God. Oh, he's, from tex-
0: he's, he's from Texas.
1: He is from Texas, oh. and he's from Houston. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. his mother, Patsy, uh, owned and ran a dance studio where he met his wife, Lisa Nimi, also another dancer. Mm-hmm. He went on to... Uh, he had such talent that he went on and trained under the Joffrey Ballet. Okay. And so this is why you're, he had to even tone down his greatness in the movie, according to his mm-hmm. brother, Don. Mm-hmm. Because when you're this raw this raw talent is real. They didn't use any doubles. He did mm-hmm. everything in the movie himself. Mm-hmm. And guy is just like steadily to the nth degree oh my gosh so anyway so yes he went on to do Ghost and this movie is the one that put him on the map
0: yeah right 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 right. We also
1: have uh, Cynthia Rhodes I love 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 Cynthia Rhodes from the mm-hmm. 1980s she was the one if you recall there's a music video called Rosanna and by okay. Toto, and she dances. that oh my I god!
0: because m- I, I I know that song obviously, but uh, I don't think I've seen the video.
1: Oh my gosh, the video's iconic! You gotta watch. I I believe, and I didn't watch it, but I think Patrick Swayze is also in it, maybe. But mm-hmm. she's the main. She's dancing in this red dress. You got okay, to see it. It's just, it it's a, it's iconic. You gotta uh, see it. Uh, we also have the wonderful actor Jerry Orbach, mm-hmm. a classic actor. Uh, I believe I think he was in Law and Order. Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Order.
0: And he was the yeah. voice of the candlestick in Beauty and the Beast. Lu- Lumineer, oh. Lumiere, Lumiere. I think, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, and then we have uh, the choreographer Kenny Ortega. And Kenny Ortega was trained by none other than Gene Kelly. Wow. Uh, Yes. So, um, in the song I've Had the Time of My Life won Oscar Mm -hmm. for Best Song at the 1988 Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. I
0: love... uh, um, I kind of knew... I don't think I knew... What's her name? Jennifer Warren or Corn, the lady who sung it? I didn't really know. And... uh, is it one of the I always get the Righteous Brothers and the Evelyn Brothers mixed up, but the gentleman who she did the duet with oh I love him, his his vocals. because um, you know Bill Medley. And Jennifer What's the name?
1: Bill Madley. Jennifer yeah. Warren's and yeah.
0: Bill Yeah, um and you know, that song could be so annoying because it it was everywhere. But it was I really like that song.
1: Oh, I do too. Oh my gosh. It's I it's it's played at a lot of weddings too. I mean, that's how much affection there is for this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean and then the music. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and set up the plot. Um now guys, I okay. had never
0: seen this movie, believe it or <laughs> believe it or not. Oh so, yeah,
1: Moya. Right. So for <laughs>
0: once, you know, cause Georgia suggested this one and Pretty Woman hadn't hadn't seen Pretty Woman. So Georgia was trying to make me fess up before we started the podcast is it a make me like it because we sometimes we have a series called make me like it where i haven't seen something and you know georgia's like i don't know if you're gonna like this one but or or i'll suggest something and i'm like georgia i don't know because usually she and i we like the same stuff so we'll find out did i in fact did she in fact make me like it so go ahead georgia
1: okay okay now i'm going to set this movie up and This movie takes place during the final weeks of the last summer, I think, of of Innocence in America, because Mm -hmm. as uh, they would all soon experience, there would be changes in American society, and it would be marked by our um, involvement in Vietnam and the Kennedy assassination. Mm -hmm. And um, the movie actually is located or takes place uh, in the Catskill Mountains. There are resorts there. Um, they were very popular with Jewish families, mm-hmm. um, because they had a place where they could go to where they wouldn't feel discriminated against. And also this wow. is the area where a lot of Borscht Belt comics got their starts what? in their careers.
0: Yes. Oh, like what, J- Jewish comedy or something like that? What is, what is that? Borscht? Uh, yeah, you comedians. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of Jewish comedians got started okay, in. they wow, called this the cool. Borscht Belt circuit there in the Catskill Mountains.
0: Now we, black people... So they got and we got chitlins. <laughs> it would be, it would be it's, so. I think the equivalent of that, where a lot of comedians and future superstars of dance and and movie, it was called a chitlin circuit, where the black people could only go and apply their trade in entertainment. That is so
1: interesting. I thought so too, because they don't really bring this out in the movie. But okay. this is really so. I really understand it a little bit better. What's going on mm-hmm. now? um... We have a baby, and that's her, her name, and, uh, she is a daddy's girl, and she has been uh, sheltered and privileged, and she's kind of altruistic, and she's a little socially awkward, but she is very spirited, and she... Um, is she and her family are vacationing at a resort there and uh, she meets Johnny and he is a working class professional dance instructor. And I, I have to t- say that there's a, some classism that's very obvious in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the waiters are all uh, college students and they're encouraged to show the daughters a good time. But the dancers that are led by Johnny... Um, are expected to keep well away from them. Mm-hmm. And despite their not being allowed to, fratern- to fraternize with each other, Johnny and Baby form a relationship through dance, and they fall in love. Okay. And the story rolls out from there.
0: <laughs> you know what? This was... Rem- so let me ask you this. This is the vibe I got from it. Like those old... Like with the like early 60s. Like you say, you write... The sixties was the last summer of innocence in America. So, like those old, like Sandra D. Troy Donahue. What was that movie? A Summer Place, which was not too bad. I think that's the name of that movie. And like not the, not so much that there was any surfing or anything in this movie, but so it was kind of like that's what it kind of vibe it gave me. Is that is that kind of the right vibe I'm, I'm going with those those type of movies?
1: You know, I can see that comparison with with that yes i can yeah except those were a little bit more lighter this has more adult themes in it although i still think in many ways this movie it doesn't dwell too much on them it still retains some i think you know Oh, innocence to it and, and wholesomeness to it, mm-hmm. But yeah. There are some things in there that are a little bit more adult, you know, because there are sexual references in the movie, mm-hmm. and yeah, there are also in A Summer's Place. I mean, there is, I mean, right. that's the underlying. Yeah, it sure was. It was, yeah. it was shocking. Young back people in. get in love and they do it mm-hmm. well. They do what young people do when they're in love, yeah. so <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was a that was adult, but um, yeah, I was trying to say, what is what does this movie feel like to me? Like it feels. Like I've not, I've seen the the exact movie, but it felt like something. That's what I kind of got out of it.
1: Um, you know, interesting about this movie because there is such uh chemistry between uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. They had previously worked together in a movie called Red Dawn. Oh, um, I have,
0: I haven't seen it. Did you see that?
1: No, I I want to. It's on my must-see list. I want to see. You should check it out for the show. And, and so, uh, the problem is that they had, uh, some trouble getting along with each other. Mm. Uh, and so he had to convince her to do the movie, which she did. And at times when they would clash, cause you see what you're seeing there is an actual, it's, it's real. It's real what's going on. You see mm. a little bit of annoyance at times. You see a little bit like there's a scene where he runs his hand down the inside of her arm. Well, she'd been rehearsing all day and they were both tired as all get up. So when he turns his head away in a little bit of annoyance, that's real. They kept that in the movie. Mm. That is real. Okay. And so they had to get them together and remind him of the um, audition tape that they did together where they play off each other, how powerful and how good their chemistry was. And so, mm. They were able to get through this movie at times, even despite the fact that there was a little bit of friction between them. Yeah. But the chemistry just jumps off the screen; mm-hmm. it is real, and that is one of the reasons this movie is so convincing on that level. Is because the way the two are with each other, it, it they ignite; they really do. Um, um, oh, go ahead. No, I, I, you go ahead, Moya. No, I just, I,
0: I just had a. a question um about it now it's it's gone so just go ahead it'll come back
1: (laughs) okay um you know the there is a scene and it's called where they play the song cry to me and it's a love scene and it has been voted one of the sexiest moments in movie history Mm -hmm. where it's like hey so yeah Johnny, you know, you know, Mickey, you know, and they're kind of, she's kind of, craw- they're crawling, crawling towards each other. Yeah. That's one of the sexiest scenes. And there's there's a lot of them throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to see that they put them in contrasting colors because you're going to see uh, he will wear black or something very dark and she wears very light colors. So right. you see that they play off the two. Now, this movie um, had a Million albums at back order on one point, it went platinum wow. 14 times. It was the top movie rental, the top rental video of 1988. Okay, wow! So <laughs> you can see how huge this movie was. Um,
0: that's what I want to ask. I'm sorry, finish your thought, but I remember, just go ahead.
1: Um, so yeah, there they have this undeniable, very powerful chemistry. It does jump off the screen. Their dances, their movements, their music, they make the whole thing very moving because they combine to tell the whole story.
0: Yes. Yes. And the soundtrack, who could not love this soundtrack? And they had, they so R.I.P., of course, R.I.P. Patrick Swayze, Jerry Orbach, and um, a lot of great people, uh, great actors. Um, they weren't really Noah Patrick Swayze. They, they were, he was kind of known because he wasn't he in the uh, not the Lost, but was he in the Outsiders? And I saw that movie like a million years ago.
1: Yeah, I think, yes. Yeah. I'm, uh, Gloria, I'm almost positive you're, yes, you're okay. right. He so was I think that might have
0: been, well that's the first movie I saw him in. I'm not sure if that's the first movie that he ever did. But anyway, so his, you know, their stars were, were rising. But, um, so let me. I got several thoughts going on, but anyway, you're right. The soundtrack, whoever curated it, did a perfect job for curating. Um, and they threw some 80s stuff in there that you know, <laughs> eh, you know, it, it, it didn't have to go there, but I, you know, I, it was forgiving because they had such a great uh soundtrack from like the 60s and they played an oldest Redding song, so you know, of course, oldest Redding. Gone, how they say too soon, tragically taken away from us in a plane crash, him and the bar some of the barques and some other musicians. But anyway, and it, songs I hadn't heard in a millions, and some and Otis, you know, he always he, they always play, I can't get no satisfaction from him. But uh now I can't remember the doggone song, I have to go look it up. But I was like, Oh man, I love that oldest Red, oldest writing song. And then I kept saying, Oh, I love that song, you know, so it kind of brought back, even though I wasn't anywhere around when those songs were out. But you know my family, you know, listens to that oldie but goodies. So it was wasn't it, the soundtrack was absolutely perfect. And then I found out I don't know if you found out that a lot of these people could could start eating again or eating better because they went on a Dirty Dancing, uh, tour for the movie soundtrack. Isn't that something? So this movie was the gift that kept on giving.
1: It sure did, Moya. <laughs> it was amazing. It started a phenomenon and yeah. it spread.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Georgia, because was this a little movie that could? Because neither one of these, the leads were huge stars. They were not household names. Nobody, and Newman is in his Wayne Knight. Hello, Newman. From Saipel. He has a bit part in there. So you, have, you see future... TV stars, and he, and uh, Wayne Knight was actually in some big movies like Jurassic Park and stuff, and uh, the one with Sharon Stone, and what's uh, Douglas, uh, Fatal Attraction, I believe. But anyway, um, so you saw some future stars, but this movie, I don't know if this movie, well, I don't know if this movie would get made today. I mean, maybe so. I don't know if, you know, Hollywood is stupid. But, um, because they put faith in some things that you're like, what in the world? And then, they put then they don't put money in this. So, do you know anything about that? Like, what was the? Uh, how did the studios feel about this movie? They're like, okay, just do it and get it over with. What was the sentiment behind getting this movie done? Do you know?
1: A little bit. Um, first of all, it was done on a very low budget. Yeah. It was done with yes. six million dollars, and it became how, mu- how much? It paid only six million dollar budget. Okay. What a low budget! Yeah, they wouldn't and, and it wouldn't even take care was, of catering nowadays at on a movie. It wouldn't. And the thing is, is those resorts and the Catskills, they couldn't film on location because they had already start. They'd already been closing oh, wow. down. So what they had to do is had to move the location to uh, both Virginia and North Carolina, mm. and film it there. And, and, yeah, to make it look a lot like the Catskills. Yeah. So, um, and the movie was plagued by uh, some problems from the start because um, they were filming at the very end of the summer and it was un, uh, unbelievably hot at the time. And so they were like 25 minutes into some of the uh, dance scenes, the group mm-hmm. dance scenes where you have all those yeah. people in the area. And people were past, they had about 25 people passing not right and left when they were filming they just were it was so so hot and then when they kept filming because they did it in in like about six weeks something like that it got really cold so when you see the scene in the lake where both baby and the lift they're doing that they couldn't film it close up because if you got really close up you could see they were totally covered in goosebumps they were freezing when they were doing that suffering
0: from the craft that's
1: beautiful. And Bill Medley, when he was told the title of the song, that was Dirty Dancing, he said, what? What kind of a movie is this? Is this a sock porno or what? So, yeah, this was the movie. They didn't really have very high expectations for it. And they were just shocked and amazed that it became such an instant hit. And then it became like blockbuster. It's just right. iconic status now. Then I was so, thinking, oh, go ahead. You're right, Moyet, this is the
0: little movie that could. Well, then I was thinking too, Georgia, nostalgia for the 60s was really high because you had just had, um, oh gosh, what's the movie about? The Big Chill, that that was still in the air. Um, The Right Stuff was still in the air, you know? So, and everything is cyclical. Like now, the '90s is kind of you know it's kind of fading out a little bit, but the '90s now is like that's nostalgia and stuff. You know, we had the the the, the uh in a, in a in the '90s the nostalgia for the '70s and such. In the '70s, you had this nostalgia for the '20s and '30s. So it was now time for the '60s to be up. So I think that may have had some influence on the soundtrack and what a whole dirty dancing, you know, the time frame and everything. What do you think about that?
1: Oh yeah. I think that people were really, I remember that everybody was into nostalgia at the time. They liked everything from the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. So I think that this movie, that's one of the real hooks that it had for everybody. They really loved that era. They liked the music. Everybody was just, even though, yeah, it was eighties. Oh my gosh. It's so seamless. The way this, these songs fit in at the time they right. they really did I, that was part of it right there well at first
0: i wasn't sure when this was set and because the clothes not everybody had time period accuracy in my opinion because Ch- some of jennifer gray's clothes looked like the 80s or something like that you yeah. know the 80s you had like i said you had the 50s and 60s nostalgia obviously um so at first, like I said, I was like, well, you know, what year is it supposed to be? So then I started seeing, the, um, you know, well, of course they'd say it what time it was and they, you know, it became clear. Um, now, Georgia, you, you know how I am. So guys, you know, this is a make me like it segment and we're going to get to whether I liked it or not. But Georgia, either you correct me and audience, y'all can correct me on Facebook what i read cuz i try not to do any um hardcore research cuz i don't i want to go in fresh like i like to joke like um Frank Costanza off of Seinfeld into a movie but wasn't she 17 that's what i read she was 17 baby
1: well she had just finished high school and uh, so yeah i had heard that she was uh, supposed to play a 17 year old well, yeah no well i <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. I was like, am I the only one bothered? Because she, I was like, Jennifer Grey, you know, she did look young. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought she was 17 in a movie, you know, but the character is supposed to be like between 17 and 18. She's not officially an adult. You know where I'm going with it. And Patrick Swayze is damn sure out of, out of his teens, his character. So like, am I the only one uncomfortable with this? Like, Hell, I'm like the movie, if this would have been in real life, you gonna dirty dance Show behind right in this jail cell, sir, because this is statutory rape. The, there would have been no damn movie. I mean, so I don't I, I look, I get it. You you know, I'm like, I wish I could just turn that part of my brain off, Georgia. Cause this so this is what I thought, Georgia. I thought the movie was fun. It is a fun movie. I am not a fan of fun movies. I like funny movies. But like fun movies, like, you know, I just I just can't turn that part of my brain off. And then I was like, I kept saying, isn't she 17? <laughs> and Johnny had to be, let's give him 25, 28, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> so I'm like, y'all asking yeah. me to excuse yes. a lot. And then when they they slept, so like I said, I had never seen this before and nobody in my circle really talked about it. All, you know, all we talked about. Oh, I hear what people talk about how sexy Patrick Sway, even the black chicks were like, Oh, Patrick Swayze, blah blah blah. You know, like I was really young when I was like 14, 13, or 14. So, like I said, this wasn't my type of movie or anything. But I would hear how sexy, and of course, he became a huge star and he's everywhere, blah blah blah. So, I mean, you know, but nobody brought it up. So, and like I said, I would see the clips of it. I thought they were both like adults, like legal adults. So, when I saw the damn movie, and she going this little, I like, oh my, I just, so yeah, I'm sorry, Georgia, that part, I couldn't get over it. But I, you know, I looked at it, but yeah, that's my only thing. I, I think it was a fun movie. Had you not suggested it, I would have never seen there. I'd have been perfectly fine without seeing Dirty Dancing. Um, But there, so I don't know, Georgia, I know you did you um in your research. There's sequels, not sequels to this story, but there it is Dirty Dancing had spinoffs. I don't know what you would call that because they had Dirty Dancing Havana Nights with oh um, it was awful. <laughs> Stop it with Vanessa <laughs> Williams, and then there, then there was I know there's musicals or some crap like that on Broadway. I, I'm saying crap. I've never seen it. So Havana Nights stunk. Yes, in your opinion. on come for Georgia in her opinion. So what was wrong with it?
1: everything (laughs) so needless to say we may not be doing that movie any of the magic of dirty dancing it was just you could tell they were trying to play off of it but they see dirty dancing it was lightning in a bottle yeah they captured lightning and they they did it uh but this movie was nowhere the casting wasn't great the movie the i mean the dancing was eh, no no it wasn't worth watching i hate to say it well let me ask you this do you you have
0: watched a sequel with the original people in it do you think that should have been made or just leave the story alone as it is
1: i think i would have just said leave it alone Uh, i wouldn't have watched it there is going to be a sequel it's going to come out next year and jennifer gray is going to be in it Whoa. coming out. Get out of here. Yes. I mean,
0: 2024. Yes. Now guys, we didn't know this. We, I know I
1: didn't know it. Did you know it? <laughs> well, I've, I've been doing some research, but, uh, but, uh, uh, Patrick Swayze did not want to do uh, another sequel to it because he knew mm-hmm. that it, you couldn't re, redo right. something and do it as well again. It right. just There wouldn't be a way to do it. Um right. So I, I agree with him. I feel the same way. Okay. You know, Um yeah. And and your earlier remarks about what you said about the age gap, other people noticed that too, and they commented on it. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. in earlier years, um, women were more mature, and it was not that unusual for an age gap like that, or for somebody who was a very mature 17-year-old girl to be with a 25-year-old man. That was not considered all that, you know, I mean, we're going back many, many decades ago. I mean, yeah. we're going back, what? I mean, sixty years ago, something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I just gave it. So, a crease. yeah, because
0: then, then her dad was there, and then you just want y'all just gonna dance away morality, y'all. I I don't know what man. Girl, they we my family. They'd kill Patrick Swayze. Like it just was, it was just not gonna happen, Jack. Like you'd have got buried, and they'd have no more dancing because you'd have broke your damn legs no it just was not gonna happen so, I, so like I said I, I try to turn it off i you know <laughs> i ignored that um but yeah I agree it was lightning in a bottle that, and that's why I want to know you know that the studio just said, oh here six million dollars was gonna make it you know and then maybe that's why it turned out to be great because they just probably left these people alone and let let them make the movie and you're right they caught the zeitgeist of the nostalgia which was absolutely perfect and this the sequels gonna stink I, I, I'm going on. I will be shocked, George, because, you know, most sequels stink. I will be shocked if it's because, you know, it's going to be woke. You know, it's, you know, you're going to have them elements in there. And um, I would just be shocked if it if it captures the same lightning in a bottle, as you said, that the first one did. I would be shocked. But, hey, I've been wrong many times before. George, I'm going to give you the last word because we are quickly running out of time.
1: Oh, my gosh, there's a lot that I really would like to oh, say well, go about ahead, go ahead, go ahead, uh, go ahead. Oh, my God. Okay, look, I mean, Patrick Swayze is sexier than hell in this movie. I mean, he has such rugged charm here going on. Mm-hmm. And his moves are just effortless. Yeah, he got it. He, and it, he had it, he had it. My God. Well, and then you juxtapose that with... Uh, Jennifer Grey's innocent yet determined spirit that she has and so the romance is really the heart of the movie and their relationship is steamy and it's sweet but you have to go with it you have to just enjoy the ride is what I'm saying but I do want to bring out something here in this movie that um, people will understand it if you're of a certain age okay pay particular attention the very first time Baby dances with Johnny. Mm-hmm. She is overwhelmed by his steadliness. The attraction is written all over her face. She doesn't mm. know where to put her hands, and she's so tentative. When he starts dancing with her, and he just very masterfully he puts her arm around his neck, oh. and then he does all these very sensual moves with her, and then when he stops and moves on, she is so overcome That's by disgusting. this <laughs> She she she's just like Georgia, that's terrible <laughs> Giddy and Austrax. He seduced by him. her. I'm i I'm
0: so I just I know it's um I know it's a fun movie not opposed to be, But he was gotta beat the shit out. Excuse my link, girl. Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean it's mesmerizing to yeah. her. Those manly moves, I mean absolutely. oh my god, the man's hips the way he moves his hips good heavens it's like illegal yeah, he had
0: it. Uh, he was sexy he, that was one he, sexy he, man i'm not gonna take it he, away from him
1: yes oh my god i mean um i mean and then the final i mean the final dance thing okay this is him professing his love to her he comes back and this is his love and admiration and respect for her when he comes and then that final leap okay they never believe it or not jennifer gray says they didn't rehearse that part they did of course the scenes in the lake yes mm-hmm. but when they're actually he's off the stage and he's on the floor and she goes to him and does that final leap and he catches her mm-hmm. it was the first and only time they ever did it and it was done perfectly she said she could never have left into anybody else's arms but his, because right. she trusted him. He, she knew he could do it. But that final leave—I mean, my God! I, everybody swoons. I swoon. I, I it's just, oh my gosh! Patrick, <laughs> so, okay, Patrick Swayze. i, I, to say, I just life, life, life. go ahead. I'm sorry, Moi. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, Moy- go dear, go what were you doing? Okay, um, so this is what I take from it. Baby teaches Johnny what it is to be willing to stand up for someone, no matter what it costs. Um, and he thought that everybody was just out to use him and he learns that, no, that that really isn't the case all the time. But for baby, she learned that even when you do what's right, it will sometimes work out wrong. No matter what you do, it works out wrong. But anyway, you notice in the movie, they never say the words, I love you. Um, in this movie they never do um for me i think dancing can be even sexier than an actual sex scene and um and and one of the examples and there are many of them in this movie but there's a very romantic and very sensual scene where they dance skin to skin together and um so this movie is just to me just absolutely not just a romantic movie, but I mean them together on the dance floor and he's singing to her. I mean, just so many things throughout the movie. It's just ah I don't know. Just really gets me. I, I can understand why people watch this again and again and again. So beloved. It's just joyful. It's joyous. It's uplifting.
0: Patrick Swayze <laughs> to me, Patrick Swayze's best dance performance and his best dance partner, in my opinion, Was with Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live for the (laughs) Chippendales audition. Forget dirty dancing. Chris Farley shamed Jennifer Gray. Sorry, honey. Chris Farley (laughs) and Patrick Swayze, it was a thing of beauty. That's all I got to say. That's my final word. Continue, Georgia. You again, you, you you can conclude us, dear.
1: I have to say, Moya, that that is the funniest skit in all of the, like, what, 50 years or whatever of Saturday Night Live. That has got to be the Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley dance. Ch- Chippendale dancer audition is the absolute funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. You have him, like, so studly. And then Chris Farley. I literally, when I saw it, oh. I literally rolled off the couch and then dissolved on the floor yeah. in a puddle laughing. I could not stop laughing my head off.
0: It's it's legendary, man. Uh, and kudos to Patrick Swayze for having the guts to do that, because you know that could either made or broke his career, his career. But no, whoever wrote that, and like I said, R.I.P. He's Chris Farley is no longer with us, obviously, and Patrick Swayze. No, that's gold. That is whatever they whenever they have the top, whatever funniest moments of SNL or even television. Though that's in the top because that's so. Freaking funny. Um, well, Georgia, uh, get us on out of here. What what's the last words about dudda dancing?
1: Oh, my gosh. Boy, I think you picked the most perfect way to end our podcast today on Dirty Dancing. I love it. I can't, I couldn't do any better than that. I'm going to let that stand. That's
0: perfect. <laughs> What's our next movie? We got So we're going from Sexy Man to Sexy Man, honey. What's our next movie? Yeah, we are. We are.
1: Yeah, we're going to do a Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. A spaghetti western. And we're going to do a fistful of dollars. All right. So from
0: one, I mean, you know we love our hunks here. You know, we love our hunks. We got to have our beefcake. We want our beefcake, and of course, we want to eat it too. Yum, yum, yummers. Well, look, guys, for How Betty David Saved My Life, I'm Moya.
1: And I'm Georgia.
0: Go check out Dirty Dancing. It was on Amazon and where else? Voodoo. Yes. Okay, Voodoo. yeah. Voodoo. I know those two for sure. But anyway, Go check it out. And and so I will not be uh, no longer uh, the last person on earth who saw it. You don't want to be that person either. You guys have a great time. We will see you next. Have a great time and a time in between us being together again. We look forward to every moment spent with you. Have a great, 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 great interim. And remember, always be the star of your own masterpiece blockbuster. That is your life. Take care, guys.